0: Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough
1: Trade
2: Radio. Rough
1: Trade Radio. Is it Rough Trade Radio? Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. What's that?
2: Hello and welcome back to the Rough Trade Podcast. This week, it's the last show of the year and I'm here with Sam to chat, play and reflect on a number of tracks and ensure that we see out 2018 with some sort of style.
3: Yeah, it's good to be back. I, I love coming, coming to the podcast. It's my favourite thing.
2: Awesome. Well, love having you. Um... So you would have heard us just play in with Buzzcock's breakdown, which is, of course, in tribute to the late, great Pete Shelley, a tribute which we will be playing in kind of pockets through this week's show. So do listen out for those. We'll also be hearing from Jen Cloer in 5 to 1. I chatted her a couple of months back, but enjoyed it so much. I thought it would be pretty fitting to save it for the final show of the year. She is awesome. Merry Christmas, Jen, if you're listening. Um, but yes, if indeed you are listening on the day this podcast drops, then it's Christmas Day. So happy Christmas and well done for managing to escape whatever festivities you have going on and giving some time to the real religion of the day, which is religiously tuning in to the Rough Trade podcast, of course.
3: I'm definitely making my family listen to this on Christmas <laughs> Day just soon.
2: Um, it just reminds me of that quote from Don Letts, where he said, if music is a religion, then Rough Trade is my church. I love that.
3: So we're not we're not praising baby Jesus, we're praising no, no, Rough no. Trade.
2: <laughs> Preaching. <laughs> Preach. Um, Yeah, but obviously we did the Jeff Goldblum holiday special back at the end of November. So that's kind of our Christmas edit for the year with do the podcast, you, I would say. Do so, you want to know
3: a weird Jeff Goldblum thing? Yeah, go on then. So my friends Scott and Grace, uh, their shower curtain has just a big face of Jeff Goldblum on it. Oh
2: my God, that's... Kind it's of like amazing, but it, also creepy. I know
3: it's like the best, but most creepy thing in the world. And I'm like, <laughs> where did you get this from? And Scott's just like, read it. And I'm like, obviously. Of
2: course. Oh god, is it? Is it like his face from like the Jurassic Park days? Or
3: yeah, it's young Jeff Goldblum. Young Jeff Goldblum. But like, it's like him with a with an ape. With an ape. Yeah.
2: Maybe that has some film reference. Maybe, there. but I'm not but, um, sure which one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know his um. <laughs> when when, when we finish
3: this, I'll show you the picture, and then okay. you'll be like, "Oh my god, I need the shower curtain!" Oh
2: my god! Please, can we post this on like Twitter or something on Christmas Day? Okay, as well? yeah,
3: I'll send it over to you, and you can yeah. use it. So, just like, li- listeners,
2: Jeff. you can head over to, or put it on Twitter or Instagram or something, and you can check out this picture of. Is it actually your friend's? Yeah, it's actually my friend's bathroom. Okay, But sense. I
3: have done like a picture of like just the shower curtain. Okay. But you can see it's Jeff Goldblum and an ape. It's really weird. <laughs> Amazing. I think it's a gorilla. I'm not a simian expert, so don't don't crucify me if I've got the. Well, I guess people got it wrong. We require
2: some feedback here on the picture. Please tell us which uh, which uh, breed. Would we say breed? Breed. It is. What type of
3: species? Species. Species Species is probably the probably (laughs) one. This is why we're not biologists.
2: No, indeed. But what we are are people who work in a record store. Of course. And so. Obviously, as I just said, we uh, had the Christmas special, but we are going to play a Christmas trap today because J.D. McPherson released um, a Christmas record. I think it was in November, and it's called Socks. And I love J.D. McPherson. I think this is such a great Christmas record. If you hate the Slade and the, you know, Mariah Carey's of this Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> you say oh, <laughs> Christmas that all that people hate
3: all them stuff, but then if you'd heard what I listened to, then you'd be probably a bit like, why?
2: Well. Yeah. Why? What's your favourite Christmas track?
3: Well, I remember on the podcast last I did mention that I love that Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis, which I do by Tom Waits, but The Killers' Don't Shoot Me Santa is a Christmas banger.
2: Okay. Well, do you know what? As much as I've just kind of dissed Slade and Mariah Carey, I'm really not one to judge. And we had the Rough Trade London Christmas party just last night and we were proper playing that stuff proper playing that stuff we were but if you want some alternative christmas music to that is what i'm trying to say i suppose is that the stadium mcpherson album is pretty brilliant and um what's also lovely is that i'd like to dedicate uh the song bad kid which is off the record to one of our um long-time customers so steve brandle if you're listening um steve is a Retro podcast listener and he's also a millwall fan But uh, we want to dedicate this song to him because we just love Steve. We love Steve at Rough Trade. Um, So happy Christmas, Steve, from all of us at Rough Trade. Um, Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. And yeah, this one's for you.
4: stocking full of kerosene matches and wood cause baby I'm a bad bad kid Government surveillance since I started to walk ain't no telling He's just a bad, bad kid. He knocked off the Macy's and my uncle's antiques. Hocked him for 49 quid. He's on a one way ticket down a dead ass street. Cause mama, he's a bad, bad kid. I can't help it, I was born like this. A permanent spot on the naughty list. I never get a present. But get a pet-
2: That was JD McPherson and Bad Kid. So, Sam, moving on a little bit from Christmas and back to the kind of true nature of the Rough Trade Podcast and recommendations, what have you been listening to in the run-up to Christmas that you might want to shout to everybody about? Uh,
3: There's two things I've kind of been listening to recently that are kind of polar opposites of each other, I guess, when you talk genre-wise. We recently got over from the US, some of those, uh, the Brockhampton album. Nice. Which is their first, I guess, debut album. They had some mixtapes before, uh, which were pretty good. You know, they were amazing. Uh, That was the Saturation EPs. They had one, two, and three that they released in 2017. Okay. And then this year, I guess they released an actual album, which is, I can never know if I've pronounced this correctly, so sorry if I just butcher it. Oh, don't
2: worry. It's
3: Iridescence, I think it's pronounced.
2: That sounds pretty right to me.
3: And yeah, there's like... Even on the front cover, there's like a little sticker that says hardest working boy band in the world. But it's definitely like rap and hip hop. (laughs) It's amazing. There's like 14 of them. Wow. And there's like this weird thing, I think, where they all met on like a Kanye forum. Really? And then put Brockhampton together. Oh, man. And now that's that's what you've got. And it's like proper. It's like party hip hop, but with like, I guess, pop hooks sometimes, which I guess is where the boy band bit comes in. Mm hmm. But yeah, I've been listening to them a lot recently, so that's a that's a big one for me. So I think we should definitely play a track from them to spice yeah. things up.
2: Yeah, let's do it. I mean, what a better way to follow on from Christmas.
3: I know, right? Let's uh, definitely we should play tape. Tape's my track on that album. Okay, it, tape goes hard. <laughs>
2: Let's hear it. I could barely rap, I could barely dance, I could barely laugh,
5: I could barely hang into the mail but do a belly dance for me and my boyfriend. Same, and I'm drunk to fuck, nigga, sucks up. The reason to get my bucks up, the reason to care about society, the good enough reason just to hire me. But honestly, see, my mom can't walk, my lungs where you used to. I feel like it's my fault because of music. i be saying shit is just fucking rude am untrue, and, but truthfully, the worst had damn shit cool to me. But even more, crude to be, this year in front of niggas that pay to hear me.
1: Sometimes I be wondering why I've been tripping off, and I should probably spend my time right at rise to the dentist says killing two birds in one stone. When I was younger, way before I was grown, I wanna deal with death row. I'm from Sayers. I'm saving my time for mics later. I might save it depending on the shit that y'all write later. I hate writers, I hate tweets, I hate journalists. They hate truth, they hate peace. They want my niggas to burn a fist. Flicking on the face of my wrist. Watch, watch the top stop just to speed up. Watch life unfold and between the TikToks. Speed it down the one way. Fuck these signs, fuck these lights. Put my life on the line. when it feels right, I'm fine. No, I'm not lying. Don't ask me. I pay the fine, I pay the toll. Just hope I don't crash. it, But hey, if I do, it will be a blaze of glory. engulfed by the manifestation of death behind me, all my life I felt inadequate. And through the years I've dealt with tragedy after tragedy. God send a message, send a messenger my way. Never claimed to be a saint. Forgive me. Feel like the light that I was blessed with is diminished. Haunted by the visions of my youth, turned true. I've come to expect my expectations. But I'm a master of believing my lies. And you can't break me And I can't break At the speed of light I'm afraid to shit a bed What if she want money later Like she got laid off Uh, hit my lawyer for some paper I'm afraid to speak my pains Like you lucky where you at You cool But quit complaining about all that That's why I'm showing up late I'm not trying to be a dick But my time is not to waste For my shelf, For the small talk, where my sense sensei Where my sensei Four cylinder go round Lincoln Town call pick me up Drop me off I got bubble under my biceps Sneak me into the side Step. Ego is getting size though, i be on butterfly face. Fuck it, I'll be myself now. Tell him I take no shit now. Tell 'em they work for me now. Tell them my tears they bleed down. Tell my my word like what? What time for me now? Wondering who is me now, wondering where you been now. Lose you in crowd I seen now. 14, I see see 'em all inside of me now. Making count, move like speeds now. Making from ways to feed now, thinking of ways to be everything, but right now.
4: It's crazy I things to the best, we have till we check ourselves. It's crazy our people who less or they feel left out when we step for help. Still accustomed cuss to the night, still to a too. I don't always remember the call night. I don't always remember my altitude. I don't always remember start to stop the fight. But I might check my sight. It ain't right. Yeah, I know From my strength overwhelms every night until I'm forced that close my eyes. Break disease, parasite. Eating me from inside.
1: Emotions bleed. I can't believe how I'm slipping through the night.
2: So that was fourteen man strong, Brockhampton.
3: Yes, I think there's fourteen of them. There's so many, it's like some of them drop out, some of them drop in. Blimey. But I think if you go on their Wikipedia page, there's like fourteen of them that are on the current members, and then there's like six on like the past members. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> ah, nice. Um, anything else? What else?
3: Uh, another band that I've gotten to pretty recently is uh, I was put onto a recommendation of an American band called Gleamer. Um, they've they've had an album out. Um, but their debut album that I heard is called um, Coming Home. Mm -hmm. Coming Home, Moving Home. It's one or the other. Uh, But like, wow, it blew me away. Uh, Big fan of like Nothing, and it's very similar to that, except it's a bit more, nothing's very in your face and loud with the true gaze. This is a bit more laid back to it. And yeah, I've been rinsing that recently. It's like, you do like the Spotify um, wrapped up, don't you? Yeah, everyone does their Spotify wrapped up. Yeah, And like, even though I've only listened to this album for like the last month, it's like getting in the bottom of my Spotify wrapped up because I've listened to it that much.
2: Oh, really? Oh, but wow. yeah,
3: they're kind of low key at the moment, though. I'm looking for them to do a tour, you know, because I'd already want to go see them. Obviously, yeah. a US band. Yeah. But I'd really recommend checking them out.
2: OK, cool. Hey, maybe uh, we should add a track to the Counterculture playlist. Yeah. No, that would be nice. For people to go, to off, go check out. Off that yeah.
3: album, I'd re- recommend Champ. Champ's my favorite track. But there's some amazing ones on the um Gauze is the first track on the album. It really sucks you in. But then you get through a bit. Lily is another track that really gets things going with it on the shoegaze type of thing and the soft vocals. But then, yeah, Champ for me is the one on that album. Nice. It's really good. So I'm definitely giving you that one to play.
2: Okay. Here we go. with gleam
5: uh
3: gleamer yeah g-l-e-e-m-e-r
2: okay cool yeah. i massively fluff that um, um you'll be a fan of them soon when you hear the track okay i know i'm excited to listen this is why i love doing this show because you guys will come in and tell me about more These music bands. yeah and then obviously when i'm doing the kind of listening back to the show before i send over for editing and stuff get to like find all the songs yeah, and listen to them it's really really fun i love my job
3: yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else while we're on stuff Sam has been listening to?
3: Stuff Sam has been listening to. What have I been listening to? See, I have this bad thing where I always just rinse albums and I need to switch up an album, but like I listen to the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. And that's kind of what I do. There's like some throwback stuff I've been listening to recently. Uh, I've like listened to that. And um, so. They did that back in the day. There was that, the Postal Service album, Give Up. So I've rinsed that a little bit recently. So that's like Death Cab for Cutie, a little collaboration there. That's the sort of music that mm-hmm. you kind of would find me listening to when I'm <laughs> not at work. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I've just been kind of looking back on the year, really, playing a lot of songs that are on my top ten, you know. Yeah. Uh, big one for me for the year was that Brian Fallon in store at Rough Tree Nottingham. Yes. I, that big Gaslight Anthem fan anyway and I've always like respected Brian Fallon as a songwriter ever since I heard like the handwritten was the first album I heard by Gaslight Anthem and he's been like the songwriter god for me ever since then. I do remember
2: I think you were specifically excited when we announced it. shows.
3: so then obviously he came through to Nottingham sold out like that was one of the quickest installs we'd ever sold out with him yeah and like smashed it straight away uh so his album Sleepwalkers I've played a lot recently because Obviously, we've been doing some uh, best moments of 2018 at yeah. Rough Trade Nottingham. Yeah. And for me, like that is, that was the moment back, yeah. all the way back in February. I know. So I know mean, there was plenty of time for something to stop it. But <laughs> that was, there was just something really special about that show for yeah. me. So kind of nothing really much. I mean, to
2: people diss these like end of year lists. And, you know, I think I saw recently, I don't know if I've already talked about this in the podcast. I feel like I've spoken to Nige about it, but. I think it was Pitchfork or one of these blogs like, did kind of like a shout-out on Twitter about who finds end-of-year lists relevant or useful still.
3: They did one, didn't they, though? Probably. <laughs> yeah.
2: Pretty sure they still did one, though. Maybe it's just, you know, ga- gauging the interest. But somebody wrote back, and I thought it was really interesting and really quite significant in that they were just like, well, I kind of don't find them relevant or wouldn't necessarily say they're essential, but they are such a great way for me to be reminded of what's come out in yeah, any given course. period and make me find out what I might have missed out on um which is kind of what why, why we do it and yeah, like why anyone yeah. does it I would imagine it's the same so, with
3: same with albums of the year isn't it yeah, like exactly. you're shouting about albums of the year and it's reminding people what came out because I can't remember what no. came out in January February, for, February, yeah March sometimes
2: well particularly for a band like Shane which is obviously our yeah. number one that came out in January but I feel like when you think back, you might think, oh, did it come out this year or did it yeah, come out last 100%. year? So it's nice just to kind of give people a refresher. Um, but yeah, we've had some real top moments of this year. But maybe should we play that Brian, Brian Fallon track? Yeah, we'll play a Brian and... Fallon track.
3: I'd really like to do that. Cool. We'll, and then... play, we'll play Little Nightmares. That's my favourite track yeah? of that album. Let's do that one.
2: OK, so this is Little Nightmares. And afterwards, Sam and I are going to chat Rough Trade in 2018. <laughs>
5: And the aging pains and the quiet little monsters And you know, I know, you know That I feel the same, I feel just like you do When I hear you say sometimes There's something pure about growing up lonesome. All my life I There must be a brighter light There's a simple life that gets past these breakdowns And you know that I know you know That I crash the same in tiny little pieces You gotta know that I'm on your side And there's something cold about someone you can bleed on
2: Fallon, um, Sam, so just 2018. I mean, there's too much to go through in the short time that we it's have. It's been a special year. It has been a special year. Obviously, Record Store Day, massive calendar event. Um, we're actually closer to Record Store Day 2019 than we are from Record Store Day 2018.
3: Which is, as I hear, is the podcast birthday too, isn't it?
2: It will be. A- well, yes. So the first show, the first Roughtry podcast, we launched with the announcement of the Record Store Day lineups. For 2018 so man it's been a whirlwind i can't believe we're on episode this is episode 39? 39 39 <gasps> which wow. means like the first episode of 2019 is going to be episode 40 which is quite nice
3: it's rounded out quite nicely really hasn't it
2: it really really has um but obviously Record Store day was huge um we did a, a whole podcast actually reflecting on Record Store day so you can go back and listen to that then we would have had god oh, the summer yeah we had and, loads of on tour stuff yeah loads of on-tour. all those festivals I know we did Primavera, we did Green Man, we did Love Supreme. End of the Road. Yeah.
3: There's some more, isn't there?
2: There are some more. I think we did um What's the one I'm missing? Oh, i can't remember i'm not gonna leave a big pause in this podcast i know like <laughs> and i
3: work i worked with kyle who did who did them all as well and i can't even remember like when he wasn't there no. like, when weren't you here what festival are you were yeah
2: at? What, what were those festivals you're at? they
3: all just blurred into one another though yeah they, they're yeah. all so close to each other that you're just at festival after festival i know i, guess, and it's I just, know it is and... so fun
2: and a lot of us went to like the all point east festivals mm. in london oh, yeah that was this year um, they're doing that again next year aren't they as all well? yeah they are nyc did a festival in new york so there's been so much. We've been present, ever present. At the festivals. Um, we have. But one of the stand-up moments from on tour, I think, was... Was it Green Man it was, and the King Gizzard yeah. full lineup that we had in the tent?
3: Yeah, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. That's amazing. All, all in the rough trade tent signing some records for the people.
2: There were seven. Are there seven of them?
3: Oh, my God, we've got to get it right. There's...
2: It's yeah. like half of Brockhampton worth.
3: Yeah, half of a bro- They've got, <laughs> half of Brockhampton is <laughs> half of the Lizard Wizard. Uh, well, there's yeah, there's got to be about seven, because there's two drummers, lo- vocals, and you've got bass, guitar, guitar, and you've got keys as well. So you're yeah. looking at about seven. Yeah, if we so. got that wrong, then...
2: Apologies. Apologies. But, but... we're on the spot here. But I th- I'm pretty sure it's seven. Hmm. By the way, they're all there. It was incredible. All signed um, us on
3: records. People had their wellies signed and everything by them. Really? Like, just, just anything.
2: Like, oh my god I have nothing please sign yeah my Welly. my Welly.
3: or my like arm it was like that sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. thing and they were just signing everything anyone gave them because I think their well their catalogue that we took to Green Man was like the most we took of any band oh really and we sold it all wow. it was all gone and there was like just a huge line from the tent yeah. and we like sold like hundreds of their t-shirts as well like people just go mad for them yeah. they're an incredible band to be they fair are. you know. They like, it, but their fan base is like so intense I guess yeah
2: and we've done did you mention the reissues we've done there's some reissues aren't yeah, there
3: yeah we did some, well Heavenly reissued f- the first five there's like two albums three albums and like there's like an EP and then like a uh, what's the word when it's like a it's like an album oh my god I'm leaving long pauses <laughs> It's like a concept album. <laughs> okay. Concept album of like uh, I'm of no help to you. Him. No, yeah, it's like a concept album of like the Wild West in America. It's like weird, but it's amazing at the same time. Cool. So yeah, Heavenly reissued like all five of those like early King Gizzard catalogs and you can you can still pick them up in the store, I think. Yeah. Every and single that, one's got like a different color. Yeah, they're really really mm. pretty. It's
2: like a rainbow of Yeah, King King if you and if you buy wizard. them
3: all and put them all together.
2: Oh, nice.
3: I think we still have some you were meant if well while stocks lasted we had some flightless tote bags to give away with them as well okay so maybe if you pop in store and you're lucky enough ask, you, might you might get a flightless tote bag find as one well. in the back room <laughs> yeah right
2: awesome oh my god well yeah I keep saying this but I'm generally because whenever it comes up I have to like really wrap my brains and then I remember loads of stuff like some of the amazing installs we've had, obviously, yeah. like we had Interpol, Rough Trade East, we had Suede, Suede played Nottingham, so did play an acoustic well. gig, that, that was huge. That was incredible. Um, I mean... There's been so many, really. There has been so many. And at, at all the shops, it hasn't just been a focus no. in any one store. Obviously, Rough Trade Bristol just turned one just last week. Obviously, they
3: had that incredible... Idols were incredible here, but obviously at Bristol, it was yeah, mental. Yeah, that was real special. We had a double slaves as well this year that was sold out both of them one yeah, after another that oh, was crazy. Those guys are so fun. They're and we had Blossoms lives. as well that was that was mad this year. Yeah. There's just been so much and then when you try and collectively think of all of it, you can't even like no comprehend how much there actually is. Because then happened. when
2: you when you take away the music site, we had some amazing book events. Yes. Like we had the Rough Trade Books Night, um,
3: you just had all of the Beastie Boys stuff.
2: The Beastie Boys stuff's obviously been a huge one for yeah. this year, particularly the latter part of this year, that Beastie Boys book. Incredible, incredible memoir. Um, yeah, I mean, I reckon the best point of Port of Call cool would be just to go to any of our Instagram pages and just have I a good old flick through. Because we do try and document all the kind of highlights and all the fun yeah. bits.
3: We're doing a best of 18 at the moment on the Rough Trade Nottingham Instagram. There we so go. you can pop onto ours and see what we think yeah. are the best moments so far.
2: <laughs> and at the time of speaking, we're obviously pre-recording this, but... Um, I plan to do a bit of a best of on the on the old rough trade Instagram. Okay, yeah. Looking at across the shops from the year, so maybe head there. Yeah. And you'll find it. Hopefully, if I remember to do it, that'll be fun. <laughs> I'll remind um, you. <laughs> yeah. So, Sam, did we play Gink King? We, uh, haven't, we Gink- haven't played them yet. We, we talked about them then we keep going off on tangents. I know, about what, and then we I keep, keep...
3: racking our brains about what happened this year.
2: I know, and I keep getting tongue tangled whenever I want to say so King much Gizzard happens though,
3: like. Just in the shops, like in general, you're there every day, and so much is happening all at once with releases and in stores. It's like you get kind of transcended to another world on yeah, just yeah information you've got to take in.
2: Yeah, and it's not always you know um, around events or releases. It can no. be like a customer coming and having a conversation with you, and that really sticks in your mind. Yeah, of course. Or there's just so much. We're very very lucky. Yeah. Um, so which King Gizzard track should we play?
3: I'm gonna go for. Well, just because they did The Five last year, which was an incredible feat in its own. And then they did the... But my favourite one was the one that they released for free, which was the Polygon of One of Land. So, mm-hmm.
2: We have that on cassette as well.
3: Yeah, you could get a cassette as well. Uh, I think we had it on, like... you could get. We sold them on, like, red, blue, green and orange. Or yeah, something. yeah, that you was it. You could get, like, a multitude of colours on cassette and on LP. But, yeah, let's go with the title track off that one because that's my favourite track on that album and that was my favourite record from them last year.
2: Awesome. Was King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and we're about to head over five to one with Jane Cloer. Um, but Sam, any parting words for 2018?
0: It's been a
3: great year. Um, let's hope that 2019 brings us some killer moments just like this year, I as you know.
2: I think it will. I think it will. we already, um, well, we had the uh, Alms of the Month podcast, obviously, mm. really recently, and Nigel's already got January's Alm of the Months in the works, yes. and he's very excited about that. So,
3: I've seen a few people that I know that are releasing next year, and they should be good it'll yeah. be a good year yeah there's i'm some... looking
2: forward to that fontaine's dc record uh, i mentioned it in the uh, counterculture yes. podcast last week um so that's one but We've there's had so...
3: a few people asking for that in nottingham because they've got the seven inches haven't they as well yeah yeah they the do moment, but they do kind of hard to get hold they're of kind of. of
2: one of those hot hot to yeah, yeah um yes they so much but thank you so much for joining us
3: no worries you know i always love coming on here
2: yeah and we'll see you in yeah, see in 2019. In, yeah, hey, see in here's, 2019. Here's Father John Misty releasing a new album next year, Sam? Oh
3: my God, we nearly went the whole podcast about mentioning <laughs>
2: that. I was Never. doing that
3: on purpose. I was like, don't mention it. Don't say anything. Uh, even Sophie mentioned when we did the counterculture one, she called me whatever you put in the description Father, that Father time. Father John Sam, I think it was. Father John yeah, yeah. Sam, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what have I let myself in for?
2: <laughs> the next thing will be some a customer will come in at Retro Nottingham and ask for Father John Sam.
3: If anyone does that, I'll shake your hand.
2: <laughs> You're going to love it, really
3: Oh Yeah, okay, well, no Okay. I'll, well, I'll, I'll love it, yeah Why If not? Father
2: John Misty is listening, if you could put out a record next year Sam would be very, very grateful But then he put
3: out three records year after year
2: Yeah, but for fans like you, that's That's Christmas it, come it, early every time, It's no King right?
3: Gizzard, though, is it? Five in one year? It's not That's, 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 that's a feat. feat in its own
2: That is a feat I was just disappointed that Ryan Adams didn't release an album this year
3: I loved that Ryan Adams album, Prisoner, though, when it came yeah, out
2: Yeah, it was great But he's, like, kind of known for dropping one a year Yeah Ryan, where you at?
3: Maybe next year. You know, he's keeping one in. He's one's in. One's just sitting on the side. He's ready to just drop <laughs> it. He put a load of like cryptic things on Twitter though, didn't he? Was it last year or at the start of this year about him dropping certain like unreleased material?
5: Yeah,
2: there's a lot of cryptic stuff about yeah. Ryan Adams. I spoke about this. This is like a best of the podcast because I'm keep going ref, talking refreshing. about podcasts that you can hear stuff that I spoke about that I'm about <coughs> to speak about again. But I did a podcast. Uh, I don't know which episode it was, but I was speaking to Joff. I think it was when we did the Albums of the Year so far at like the six-month mark. And we were talking about what our so Albums was of the Year... So this was last year, right, wasn't it? No, it was this year. It was in, It must have been in like June. Okay. And we were talking about what our Albums of the Year were for 2017. And I said that mine had been the Ryan Adams Prisoner, but I'd also been gifted the uh, seven-inch box set. Oh, okay, nice. And apparently there are loads of like cryptic secret things surrounding this box set, like within it. Because you open it, it's like a doll's house. You build, like, a stage. Oh, and yes, he's I've like, seen it. And he's and got, the, like,
3: a little figure, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, a little figure. And I've built it. I've played with it. I've got all the <laughs> records out. <laughs> just
3: picture you at home, like, playing with the little Ryan Adams, like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: making him sing along to his own songs and uh-huh. everything. It was fun. You even put him down into bed when it's nighttime. <laughs> like, night, <laughs> yeah. night, Ryan. You give him a kiss on his little forehead. Uh, I think
2: I left it up and out on my table for about at least a good week on display. But um, I have yet to find anything cryptic or secret about it. So...
3: If anyone so else owns the box set
2: and has discovered something amazing about it, please do tweet or hashtag the podcast and let me know because I really want to know.
3: Gonna call it next year, Ryan Adams. Yeah, new, new album.
2: <laughs> um, again, we've gone off on a tangent, and again we've yeah, but we're reminiscing.
3: On... We're doing. We what's are. Been this it's year, that you know, ramp This is going into one another. It
2: is. This is the end of year ramble. <laughs> I'm quite good at rambling on this. I think. Um, but yeah. But thank- yeah,
3: I'll leave now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you could just exit. Thank just, you.
3: <laughs> just exit stage right. But yeah, no, thank you, Emily, and I'll see you next year, I guess.
2: Cool. And yeah, so I yeah, I'll start with Jen Chloe. I'm leaving big pauses and this is really awkward again. Jen Cloher came on the podcast you chat to me earlier this year, and she was amazing and I love her, so I thought it was really nice to play this in the last show of the year. So this is me and Jane Cloa, and this is the last 5 to 1 of the years. 5
5: to 1, baby, 1 in 5
2: Jen Clover, welcome to you, the Rough Trade podcast. Thank you very much. How are you today?
6: I'm pretty good, actually. I've just driven in from Leeds, um, played there last night, and uh, Brighton the night before. So just doing a little bit of a,
2: I guess, would you call it slightly regional tour? Like, yeah. how would you yeah. describe it? Yeah, that's, I think that's how we describe it, like a regional tour. Yeah, like yeah. Doing, doing the regions, getting out the to the regions, that, getting out to the people that may not be able to get to London or the bigger cities. And yeah.
6: Stuff. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we play London tonight and then kind of go on to Bristol and Manchester and Glasgow and, yeah, that sort of thing before we head over to Europe, so.
2: Awesome. But it's obviously not the first time we have been to the UK mm-hmm. this year because you actually played Rough Trade East, an incredible lunchtime gig for us, back in the spring of yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah, cheers. Um, and, like, really, really exciting for us at the shop and obviously mm. for the brand. Um, your record, Jenkler, of course, came out last... August, August, yeah. And, you know, as much as it was obviously a huge success critically, Mm. certainly at Rough Trade, it was a massive hit. Mm. You know, we do our sort of staff picks at the end of the year each Mm. year, and it was on so many people's lists. Mm. Um, And just one of those records that is talked about so much and played about so much. So Mm, awesome! I'm so excited to have you in here. And obviously, as I said, just before we sat down, because the album came out last year, you've been so busy, you've been touring, you've been living these songs. Yeah. So... Hopefully you haven't been out, you know, spoken so much on it that you won't want to say no, today. No, I, like.
6: I can always talk. I'm a, I love talking about music. It's
2: Amazing. one of my favourite
6: things. Mine and other people's.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> obviously you run a, a label as well as, <clears throat> of course, writing music and performing music. That's right. Yeah. How do you manage that in your kind of day to day?
6: Yeah. Look, it's it's it can be challenging. I mean, with the label, I mean you'd probably. Um, Witness this in the store as well like leading up to a release is a lot of work and then it's kind Mm. of out you know yeah Um, and I think that's the the challenging thing is just making sure you're across all of that sort of planning in the lead up to a release so um, at the moment where you know really excited about a new album from Tiny Ruins Mm -hmm. um, who is a a New Zealand band. I think it's their third album. Okay. Um, And, yeah, we're just like in that process of making sure that when it comes, you know, the full album's out sort of beginning of February but, you know, this is when all the work kind of happens. Yeah. But I think the balance is sort of, you know, um, just learning how to sort of make – the most of your time. And when I'm, I mean, I've been literally on the road since, um, I guess sort of September last year. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe I've been home for a month or so here and there, but the majority of my time I've been either touring in the UK, Europe, the US or Australia. Yeah. So I guess, you know, what you kind of learn to do is just, you know, make the most of that downtime between releases to try and write and try and prioritise writing, um, which will really be my routine once I get back from this tour. So I'm not going out on tour again next year. Okay. Um, I'm going to be very well behaved and just stay at home and write and, yeah, get another record together. Wow. Yeah.
2: So I was going to ask you then about the record Jen Cloerq. How long in the making was that record? Was it something that you would kind of touched on or thought about and then maybe put to one side and, and done something different or was it quite an immediate, I'm going to do this record and I'm going to do it now?
0: Sure.
6: It was a really long process of writing that record and I think, you know, as you said, balancing it with label work and other work mm. that I have to do to pay the bills and... Um, So really I mean I would have been you know writing and recording that album you know from demos to actually getting into the studio for a good like two or three years and I think that kind of record doesn't come along all the time. I mean I think you can look at at artists careers and go there are sort of landmark albums that perhaps cover a lot of ground and a lot of territory but usually those albums or those songs have been written over quite an extended period yeah. of time, which is why it feels quite rich. Yeah. Whereas the album before that in blood memory, I wrote in like six months and recorded in six days mm. and out it went through mm. a possible fundraising kind of campaign. And that felt really right for that sort of suite of songs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I actually have no idea um, what's going to come out next. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So I like just no, had no time to yeah. even really think about
0: yeah.
6: writing songs or music or even really listen to like loads and loads of music Yeah, um, because I've just been so busy yeah. either touring or label managing. Yeah.
2: Because mm. I was going to say going back to you, um, obviously you played her in the spring, mm. obviously since then some months have passed. Right? Yeah. We're, now in, we're now in autumn looking at winter. Um, and as you said, you've been touring extensively. Mm. You've been kind of living, breathing, performing these songs. Mm. Um, so it must be that you are so focused on that that you don't have much avenue to kind of think about what's coming next or even kind of sit down and have other thoughts about mm. what, might, what might come through next. Yeah, absolutely.
6: And I think maybe, you know, um, the difference is that I have this label management role. So I think, you know, where a lot of other artists might just kind of go home and think about writing songs. Mm. I kind of go home and think about other people's songs yeah. and how best to release them. Yeah. So it really hasn't given me a whole lot of headspace to kind of, you know, focus in on what I might sort of write about next. It's a very blank canvas. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's the great thing about it is like every time you sit down to start the process of writing an album, like mm. you've got no idea. It is literally just, you know, rocking up every morning to a blank page or, and just seeing what happens. And and that's both terrifying um, but as you kind of go along with the process it becomes really interesting. But, you know, for me songwriting is not easy. You know, it's a real labour of love and I work really hard at it, particularly the lyrics. You know, I think they're really very important to me Mm. because I've got to get up and sing them. You yeah. know, year after year after year. And you notice like the songs that you really spend time, you know, on the lyrics with, they they last, you know, they go the distance.
2: Because obviously a lot of the themes in Jen Cloa were about this emotional and, and physical distance. Mm. Do you feel that now that you, you are outperforming this record, there's almost like a bit of an emotional distance from being home and being <laughs> writing, <laughs> just writing?
6: absolutely yeah and and I'm missing it you know like um that's the interesting thing as well as like you know I, I think for me you know I hadn't played outside of Australia until September last year like I traveled all around the world yeah but I'd never actually played my own show um outside of Australia and I've been you know releasing music and 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 touring in Australia for a good you know, 12 years before that. Mm. Um, So it's – I think a lot of people are kind of shocked, like, wow, really? Like it took you that long. But I think for me it was, you know, always a thing of like, you know, is it worthwhile, yeah. you know, like – and I think that this time around, you know, having a label here in the UK and, you know, obviously Milk Records has become more of a, um, I guess – ...a sort of an awareness for people and Courtney obviously... ...has a really big following um, around the world now. So all of those things kind of lined up to make it... ...you know, something that I could do. Um, And I've loved every minute of it, you know. And, uh, you know, it's amazing getting to go and play... ...you know, in other cities and and to other people... ...and, you know, like going and playing to American audiences... ...for example, who are just so into showing their appreciation. Like... What I've discovered is like the British and Australians are very similar. Like We're oh, really? quite reserved. Okay. Yeah. And it takes a little bit for us to kind of, you know, like if we do give a standing ovation, we're kind of looking <laughs> either side of us going, is it okay? Is anyone else doing it? Like there's this real sort of self-awareness <laughs> yeah, so around the way audiences are. Um, but it was really fun. Like you, you go to the States and the minute you walk out on stage, they're cheering and they're just like, yeah so enthusiastic about you being there yeah um so I've had all of these really interesting experiences of of playing live and um yeah you know I'm now sort of touring solo which is another thing again you know and I've kind Mm. of pulled out my acoustic guitars for that so Mm -hmm. people are saying like the other side I guess to you know what I've been doing for years.
2: Speaking of your band which obviously includes Courtney Mm. who is obviously Mm. your relationship with her is a big theme in the record Mm. Mm. um what was it like to kind of write this album put it out there go and tour it and obviously have her obviously by your side that whole way that must have been quite amazing yeah
6: look it really was I think um it, that that band uh you know are uh, some of my closest friends mm. and um, and and it's like being in a family you, and and you can hear it you know and you see it on stage and you don't get a band like that every time you make a record or put a band together. Um, So there was something very uh, special um, about recording and releasing that album. And I think what you wouldn't necessarily see as an audience member but you feel it on a deeper level is that everyone in that band was very connected to what I was talking about, Mm -hmm. was kind of living it. I mean obviously Courtney is living a lot of the experience that I'm talking about but also my drummer yeah. Jen Chalakas, Bone Sloan, my mm-hmm. bass player who's also in Courtney's band yeah. um, so they really got it Yeah, and I think that um, you know for all of them it wasn't just a thing of like turning up as a session player and going oh yeah. here's Jen's suite of songs, yeah great, this is fun, I'm touring the world. It was more that sort of thing of like we're invested we understand what she's talking about and I think you know, agree with a lot of the things yeah. that I have to say on that record. Um, and no doubt, you know, I, I I will never really know, you know, how Courtney felt about me talking very openly about, you know, what it was like to be in a relationship with someone who, you know, became really famous really quickly and was touring around the world a lot. Mm. Um, and and quite early on in our relationship that all started to happen. It's a bit like a star is born, unlike Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it, it it it's challenging and I don't think there's a single human on the planet who who wouldn't be challenged by that huge change. Yeah. You know, it's like groundbreaking kind of um, you know, experience that Courtney had, but it has a ripple on effect around yeah, you know everyone who's kind of around it. And um
0: but yeah, I,
6: I think that I'm, I'm really, really, really glad that we got to make that album together um, and that she got to have that experience outside of her own music, because yeah. I think it is very different when she steps on to the stage playing in my band than when she steps on to the stage leading hers, you know.
2: yeah. Maybe it's in this bubble of rough trade, but I have witnessed so many incredible Australian bands coming and touring here mm. this year, mm. more so than... I have noticed personally in my own interest of music ever before. Mm.
6: I think, you know, you've really, yeah, um, touched on something there. I think what we've seen is Australian independent bands actually breaking through mm. into a kind of independent mainstream, if that makes sense, in in places outside of Australia. So artists like Courtney Barnett, um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, um, Certainly um, maybe a little bit different but um, someone like Tash Sultana. Mm, um, you know, you, you're starting to see um, these artists like, you know, playing to thousands of people in places like London or New York or, you know, Nashville or mm, whatever. Mm. Um, and, and I think as a result it opens the doors. So, you know, Amal and Sniffers come over with their label mates King Gizzard or, you know, um, Jen Cloa goes over to the States and opens for Courtney and and Mm. Kurt Vile. You know, so I think it's just that thing where, you know, when people start to break through then the doors kind of come down and you just go, whoa, okay, there's all of these (laughs) amazing Australian bands that have been there for years that just didn't have a way or or means. Like if they were to come over on their own, no one knows who they are. They do a little weird tour. They play to 20 people a night and go home again, you know, and maybe don't try... and try Do It Again. Yeah. Um, but when you can come out with a band that's actually got a following, it's kind of worthwhile.
2: Yeah. Mm. Jen, Clara, thank you so much. Um Pleasure. Just to play us out, could you select a track from your record that you'd like to play for us today? Maybe it's yeah. like a personal favourite. Or... Sure.
0: Um,
6: oh, what would be the, the song that I uh, am most enjoying? Well, I kind of think maybe how about we listen to Sensory Memory because I think we've talked a little bit about the experience of – you know, being at home and, you know, questioning everything and someone being away while you're there trying to write an album. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that might be a, a good one to sort of put
0: it all into context.
2: Great. Thank you so, so much. Yay. I
0: start missing you days before you leave. I guess it's a kind of sensory memory deep below the conscious. Mind you, I can be on my own. Child. I like my company. Part around, make another part. Tea for two is when you come home. We sit and eat breakfast eggs with soldier toes, Got it well. So you get the edges of the things we never say. Distance has a funny way of slowly moving. Before you leave, I guess it's a kind of sensory memory Deep below the conscious
2: Big thanks to Jen. Such a lovely chat to end the year. Thanks also to Sam. My God, do Sam and I love a good ramble and a bloody long tangent. Um, But it's all good fun. And what's an end of the year show if not to reminisce, eh? Now, I mentioned earlier that we would be paying tribute to Pete Shelley. Very sadly, Pete passed away on the 6th of December of this year, but not without leaving an incredible legacy through his music, not only as part of Buzzcocks, but also as a solo artist and songwriter. Buzzcocks have a particular place in the heart of Rough Trade as they paved the way for the indie release back in 1977 with the self-publication of their Spiral Scratch EP. I very sadly never got to see them live, and I actually first heard the news of Pete's passing from my uncle. Um, He texted me really late at night saying, Em, I'm really, really sad about the passing of Pete Shelley. They were the band of my youth. I saw them countless times and thought they were going to be as big as the Beatles. Of course, they were in Manchester. Um, Nigel also tells me that they are incredible live, and I don't doubt it for one minute. Pete was a prolific songwriter and he inspired so many people. So here's another track from Spiral Scratch. This is Boredom. <laughs> Dumb. And one from our own. Uh, So this is Lox, who worked at Rough Trade East. um, Works? Works at Rough Trade East. And she's part of a band also called Lox. Now, they released their debut album, Skeletal Blues, back in May. But just in time for Christmas, they've put out a really lovely winter song called The Hangover Song. Some good old Pogues vibes to this. It's really, really lighthearted and fun. It's a good old knees up, foot stomping track. It's just the medicine for the holidays, I reckon. Um, Maybe give it another play on New Year's Day, wash away those cobwebs. I'm told they have some new music coming in 2019, so they're definitely ones to watch. Um, So yeah, enjoy this. This is Lux and The Hangover Song. was locks, and this is the end of the show and a farewell until 2019 um, we're having a little break so there's no show next week which gives you a perfect opportunity to sift back through the rough trade radio catalogue and find some gold there's plenty there i assure you um but thank you so much to everybody who has shopped with us partied with us played at our shops or visited us this year Um, And a special big, big thank you to all of you who listen to this podcast. It wouldn't be possible without you. And we continue to welcome reviews and comments and general conversation. You know, we're here to recommend, but also love getting recommendations back too. So let's keep that narrative flowing into 2019. Um, We've got loads to come next year and we really, really can't wait to share it with you. So have a happy and healthy new year. And I'm going to play out with Buzzcocks and ever fallen in love. Thank you for the music, Pete. Bye.